You're listening to the Voice of Dog. I'm Kaki, your faithful fireside companion, and today's story is Spring Rain by Sakara Fox, who really should send Kaki a full story one of these days, and has recently contributed work to the Fireside Cooperative's Vacation Days pinup calendar. And you can find more of his stories on Fair Affinity. Please enjoy Spring Rain by Sakara Fox. The thrum of thunder echoed through trees far away and caused the dapple grey mare to buck her head and paw the earth with a reluctant hoof. Sakara slipped an arm out from underneath his hooded deerskin cloak and ruffled her damp, sparkling mane. The worst of the storm's wrath had passed that morning, and now there was only the gentle patter of light rain on the young spring leaves of towering birch and bracken that brushed against their boots. As his big brother bargained with their hesitant horse, Cuvelli pulled his own hood tighter around his head, though it proved to be of little use. The deerskin had been waterproofed, but the seams had begun to tear toward the end of winter. Rain easily found its way in, sending a shiver up the little fox's spine as it dripped down his back. The little fox fidgeted and rubbed his sore backside. His brother had reckoned the journey would be shorter, but again the storm had worked against their efforts. It had washed away the last of winter snow scattered through the forest, and caused the roiling rivers to swallow their banks and wash away the well-known game trails. And so a ride that should have taken until midday had stretched until the sun was beginning to set. "'How much farther is this meat?' asked the little fox in a wheezing kind of way. The long, wet journey had sapped much of the morning's excitement. "'Not far now,' his brother stated confidently, and lifted his leg over the fur blanket that acted as their saddle, and slipped off their horse. His beaver-skin boots landed with a dull squish, and splashed mud up his horsehide leggings and hairskin loincloth. Just as long as Pekka stops being stubborn, Sakara added, then turned on the spot and looked up at his little brother. A bright smile beamed within the shade of the deerskin hood. Cuvelli couldn't help but chuckle and smile back. The kindness of his brother's smile filled the little fox with warmth. He watched the bigger fox, ten winters his senior, begin to rummage through their things. The arrows rattled in their quivers as Sakara brushed them aside. Their hazelwood bows clacked against each other. The travel packs were heavy this spring. Such a mild winter left them with plenty of spares. From sturdy reindeer skins and dried fish to dozens of flint arrowheads they'd made while telling stories by the fire to keep the boredom at bay. Cuvelli sighed. His ears went flat as he stared at his feet. If only he'd kept a spare chunk of flint, the work would help the time pass. The rough ride would make it hard, but on stormy days like this, waiting for Pekka, it would have been ideal. There was nothing else to occupy the little fox's senses. The storm seemed to drown everything. It washed away all the scents, as though there had never been a single deer or hare in the forest. It drummed over all the sounds, too. A constant, ear-splitting drone. Not even the howl of a lonely wolf could pierce it. Okay, Pekka, Sakara hummed to himself as he reached a paw down to his belt and returned with a heavy, rattling pouch. I think she'd appreciate it more if you fed her, little bud, he added, as he smiled up at the little fox again, and reached out to gently tug on Cuvelli's leg. What are you thinking? Cuvelli cocked his head to the side as he shifted his weight over and carefully dropped down. There was a similar squelch and spatter of mud that caked the bottom of the little fox's leggings and stopped just short of his patchwork hide skirt. I think she'll be more agreeable after some honeyed hazelnuts. Sakara patted the horse's neck, then offered the pouch of hazelnuts to Cuvelli. 
the little fox went stiff. He thought they'd run out of honeyed hazelnuts. Had his brother kept them to himself? Covelli stared up at his brother with wide, pleading eyes, arms at his side and shoulders slack. His tail swung gently behind him as the rain ran down his hood. Sakara stared back, eyes narrowed and an eyebrow raised. Yes, he began, exaggerating a sigh as he lingered on each word. You may have some too. As the last letter left his lips, he let go of the pouch and let it drop to the floor. Cuvelli jumped into action. He slipped in the slush as he lunged to rescue the hazelnuts from being swallowed by the sucking mud. He went down on one knee and cupped his paws in front of him to catch the hazelnuts, which he clutched tightly to his chest. Rude, the little fox barked as he clumsily lifted himself out of the mud. His right legging was filthy. A thick layer of mud now clung to the buckskin. Sakara stood and laughed with an arm wrapped around his stomach. I'm your big and scary brother. Being rude to you is my birthright he said as he put a paw on his heart and turned up his nose, a sly smirk stretched across his muzzle. Covelli folded his arms, his ears going flat against his skull as he stood in the rain, sulking. He could feel mud inside his legging, which caused his fur to stick painfully and the skin beneath to feel increasingly uncomfortable. Worse, it had begun to seep into his boots. His big brother had to know this would happen, and he laughed all the same. Eventually, Sakara broke the smug charade. He shuffled over to his little brother and crouched down at his side. He embraced Cuvelli in a warm hug. Apologies mumbled into the little fox's ear. That was, until Sakara heard a soft splat and felt a cold, wet sensation trickle down his chest. It's our birthright, Cuvelli growled, pulling free of the hug to reveal a toothy grin and a paw caked in mud. Sakara looked down to see that the little fox had dropped a fistful of mud down his cloak, his unwashed white fur stained a grubby brown. Oh, you have started a feud you cannot win, little brother. Sakara raised a bony finger and cocked his head side to side, flashing a mischievous smirk. What do you mean I started it? Cuvelli whinged. His fist clenched at his side as he poked his tongue at his brother before playfully headbutting his arm. It doesn't matter who started it anymore. When we get to the summer camp, Sakara pushed himself to his foot paws with a grunt, then leaned on their horse. There will be mud! he growled playfully at his little brother, extending a helpful paw. Cuvelli took it and hauled himself out of the mud, wiping his nose with a snort before he brushed down his skirt. The rain had begun to pierce his soaked clothes. A nasty cough was sure to follow if they didn't get going soon. He clutched the pouch of hazelnuts and rounded the horse, following his brother. Pekka, their dapple-grey mare, had seemed not to pay any mind to their feud, instead ripping brown tufts of grass out of the earth and making a mess. Cuvelli had always found this strange about horses. They were smarter than any other creature he knew besides dogs, but it wasn't like a dog's intelligence. Horses were more like wise elders, perhaps a bit senile but always watching and waiting with a look that betrayed a vast wealth of knowledge. Until they threw a tantrum, that was. Pekka's ears perked, and she raised her head to greet the two foxes as they approached, a tuft of grass still clutched between her teeth. "'Silly girl!' What have you found now? Sakara chuckled quietly, rubbing Pekka's nose firmly before he snatched the clump of dirt and inspected it. The horse resisted, her dopey teeth clenched against the fox as she huffed, her nostrils flaring. Cuvelli watched from a safe distance. Pekka was family, sure, but that body possessed the power of ten hunters, if not more. Those hooves could crush skulls, and those teeth could probably crack fingers. After a moment, Sakara relented, satisfied the dapple grey mare hadn't dug up anything that would hurt her. He turned to Cuvelli and nodded, stepping out of the way. 
The little fox smiled weakly and upturned the pouch. He poured a dozen honeyed hazelnuts into his paw, which he then extended towards Pekka. Pekka had to slowly lower her head to reach the little fox's outstretched paw. Cuvelli remained very still as she sniffed at him, shook her mane, and then began to snuffle up the hazelnuts one by one. I still can't believe it. Eight winters old now, Sakara sighed and ran his paw through Pekka's long, carefully groomed mane. Two more winters and you'll be tracking deer through the forest with me, he added, patting Cuvelli on the head. I know, we've been practicing for ages, the little fox chirped. He still found the thought exciting, to hunt big game with Big Brother, to spend nights chatting with the other hunters and boast of his skills. It seemed so fun. He longed to be with the Lentavohi again and give back all those years of kindness. You know I'm proud of you, how far you've come, Sakara said quietly, a soft humming to his tone. Cuvelli looked up, an eyebrow raised, to see a broad smile on his brother's face. As Cuvelli searched for the words to thank his brother, he was interrupted by an impatient muzzle. Pekka pushed her nose into the little fox's chest, almost pushing him into the mud, demanding more hazelnuts. Sakara snapped into action. That's enough, Pekka. Leave Cuvelli alone, he ordered, as he crouched down and wrapped his arm around the horse's muzzle. He pushed her back, away from the hazelnuts and the little fox only half her size. At least you've got some energy back in you. Sakara patted the horse on the side, then turned to Cuvelli. Come on, the meat will have finished for the day if we don't hurry. The little fox nodded, half jogging back around to Pekka's side. He put the hazelnuts back safely into storage, and then gave the horses soft hide a few strokes. He could feel the power hidden beneath, the heaving lungs and the booming heart. It sent a chill up his spine. The two foxes climbed back onto their mount. Sakara used subtle squeezes of his legs to order Pekka onwards down the trail. They started the trot and let Pekka work her way up to a brisk gallop, risking speed over the churned earth. Sakara was not worried, for she was a sure-footed beast who reveled in the snow, playfully prancing around and kicking up clouds of the fresh powder. They followed the heaving, brown waters of the river, shocked as whole trees and even a dead elk were whisked toward the sea with frightening speed. Cuvelli dreaded to think of how the elk had met its end. Drowned or crushed, both seemed like an awful fate. His brother paid no mind to the sight as they galloped onwards, with the wind in their faces, the rain lashing at their hoods as low-hanging pine limbs snagged at their boots. After another stretch of rough riding, Cuvelli's nose began to twitch, he could faintly catch the acrid stench of wood smoke wafted over on the wind. It was the faintest scent, the rain doing its worst to drown any trace of it. And then, as if to admit defeat, the storm began to ease. The drum of driving rain faded quickly, replaced by the roar of the swollen river and the chipper chortle of grouse high in the trees. And there was that strange, damp odour that always came after a thorough storm. The rain ceased all at once the clouds parting in an instant, and warm sunlight streamed through the leaves in brilliant shafts of glowing green light. The time could not have been more perfect as the canopy of trees began to thin and the stench of wood smoke grew to burn Cuvelli's nostrils. Cuvelli covered his ears as his big brother let out a piercing whistle. Their horse dug her hooves in and skidded to a halt as the forest parted around them. The little fox clung to his brother's fur, peering around him to see why they had stopped again. His jaw dropped at the sight of the vast clearing. It was packed with shelters of all kinds, tall, tapering lavu made from reindeer skins, stout little round shelters covered in dry grass, and even shelters that looked like a big lean-to made from skins instead of piled spruce twigs, and that was just the most prominent ones. 
Sakara made a click sound, and Pekka snorted in reply. She began to trot towards the bustling trade meet. Cuvelli sat up, ears perked, and taking in every little detail. He was from a big tribe, but he'd never seen so many people together before. They had to be hundreds. He saw fellow Lentavohi with their horses, stood by their lavu as they bartered over skin boats with the strangest white-furred canines in the comfiest-looking sealskin parkas. There were spotty lynxes and striped badgers, hulking bears and lithe martens, just to name a few. The stench was overwhelming, and the little fox covered his mouth to suppress a gag. It was a miasma that choked the air, gathering in a thin mist around the trade meat. The odour of hundreds of unwashed bodies mingled with the acrid stench of smoke and death from the freshly butchered game that hung freely to be bartered for. Even the river had a vile stench, which the little fox assumed was the result of a hundred hunters all needing to relieve themselves in one place. The smell only grew more pervasive as they entered the winding maze of shelters. Their ears rang with a dozen sounds, so relentless that it made the little fox feel dizzy. One grey fox held a pair of geese over his head, shouting about how good a deal he was willing to offer. Every other shelter seemed to have a paw full of hunters chipping away at flint, slate, or even obsidian. They worked the rough stones into all kinds of tools, from delicate knives and spearheads to great axes as big as the little fox's head. Sakara pulled their horse to the side of the way. He watched as a shaman with an antler crown, covered in flowers, sang his heart out. He couldn't understand many words beside a few familiar names of various forest spirits. Cuvelli had watched too, peering down at the shaman as he walked past and feverishly shook a rattle made from hoofs in one paw and used the other to throw fistfuls of lavender wherever he went. It was a strange ritual, but not unlike the mid-spring festival when the Lentavohi rubbed lavender into their fur to trick the river spirits. So, what do you think? Sakara asked, a hum of curiosity in his voice as he lifted his leg over Pekka and dismounted. The mud was somehow even thicker here, and instead of a splash, Sakara landed with a soft, wet thuck. It stinks of pee, Cuvelli yapped, kicking his legs out as he fidgeted on the leather mat. The little fox squeezed his eyes shut and pinched his nose, wafting the smell with his other paw. Well, now you know what it's like sleeping next to you, the older fox retorted, using his arm to rub runny mucus from his nose with a tremendous sniffle. Come on, it's too busy to ride through and we're already late. Sakara flicked his head in a certain direction before stepping forward, offering to help Cuvelli get down. Late for what exactly? the little fox asked in an uneasy manner, and glanced in the direction his brother had gestured. He followed the winding, serpent-like trail as it rose through the shelters, reaching the summit of a small hill upon which sat a gnarled but reasonably luscious old oak. "'It's no fun if I tell you, little bud,' Shakara chortled, taking his little brother's weight as the smaller fox clambered down off their horse. "'Have you gotten into trouble again?' Cuvelli asked dubiously, his head slanting gently to one side as he dropped gracefully into the mud with his brother's help. "'No, well—' Sakara's face wrinkled up, the fur on his muzzle being pulled taut as he scratched behind a flattened ear. Maybe. But this person was very kind, and I wanted to see him again. The taller fox hunched over and offered his little brother an awkward, toothy smile. Cuvelli huffed, then nodded at his brother's answer. He stepped forward and pressed his forehead against Sakara's stomach, the older brother squeezing him tightly. Once they had embraced, Sakara took a rawhide cord from around Pekka and attempted to herd her and his little brother through the bustling trade meat. It seemed easy at first. 
Pekka paid no mind to all the seemingly free treats all around, and even Cuvelli managed to keep from drooling at every piece of succulent flesh hacked from yellow bones. His luck would not last, however, as little Cuvelli couldn't resist his childish curiosity for long. It was in his young nature to explore, and so the little fox began to peer at each and every trader working away in each and every shelter. Sakara weaved around the small crowds, tugging on Pekka's leash, too busy to notice that little Cuvelli had begun to linger behind. The older fox poked his head around each and every shelter before swiftly moving on. His friend should have known to meet by the old oak anyway. It was a hard landmark to miss as it stood tall and vibrant among the grim pallet of suffocating mud and smoke. Cuvelli's jaw hung open as he stopped to watch a great brown bear lady skillfully scrape shreds of flesh from freshly skinned reindeer hide. The gigantic bear worked the flint blade over the skin with great care, almost daintily, as she smiled contently down at her work. A stranger stepped up to the bear and asked questions, obscuring Cuvelli's view, and so the little fox turned and trudged on through the mud. He kept his arctic blue gaze raised to the sky, looking for the next curiosity this place could conjure. The little fox found the next curiosities in the form of a small, grass-covered shelter, housing a haggard marten who toiled away at a piece of the prettiest green stone he'd ever seen. Cuvelli began to step towards the shelter, curious as to what the strange stone was, but something in his gut screamed to run. Perhaps it was the charms and effigies that shrouded the shelter, terrifying in appearance, made from the skulls of deer, auroch, and raven alike. Flesh still clung to the bone, clearly having not been cleaned properly, just like the skins that were stretched on frames beneath them, images of tall, six-horned creatures painted upon them. It could only have been some kind of demon. Cuvelli couldn't help but stare. The marten was ancient, sat on bony limbs that looked as though they would snap in a gentle breeze. Yet despite jittery paws, he too worked with great skill, sewing a number of owl feathers into a jade pendant. The old Martin grit his yellow teeth as he worked, silvery grey fur shining in the sunlight. The little fox felt a jolt of fear shoot up his spine as the elderly Martin bolted upright, his sunken, milky eyes fixated on the young fox. Cuvelli stumbled backwards. He had to get away from this purveyor of demons and the chilling ire of his piercing gaze, but it was no good. Despite his frail body, the Martin moved with frightening speed. His hunched-over and crippled form seemed to scurry along the floor, the ire in his eyes being replaced with an animal-like curiosity as he reached out and seized Cuvelli's arm. "'You!' he hissed, spitting sticky saliva all over Cuvelli as he sunk his blackened claws into the helpless little fox's arm. "'Stupid boy! I'll lost and alone!' "'Get away from me!' Cuvelli yelped as he squirmed and kicked against the Martin's deceptively frail body. To his horror, the Martin didn't even flinch. Pain crashed through Cuvelli's body as the claws dug deeper. Big brother! Are you causing this boy trouble? rumbled a gravelly yet authoritative voice from behind the pair. The air itself seemed to tremble at the stranger's question, and Cuvelli felt the elderly Martin's body tense, his arms wrapped tighter around the little fox, his paw straying a little too close to the young fox. The elderly Martin wheeled around to face the stranger, dragging the relatively tiny fox along by the neck. Cuvelli squirmed and struggled, trying to dig in his footballs, only to slip on the slick mud. The marten yanked on his head again, forcing him to face the stranger. They were a tall, lean hyena, by no means weak. Cuvelli could see the tense outline of strong muscles, just below that coat of coarse, sand-like, black-spotted fur. Their dark brown eyes shone in the sunlight, fixed solely on the elderly marten, clutching a flint axe in both paws. 
The blade was as big as the little fox's head. Cuvelli gulped. The initial wave of hope had broken upon the sight of that axe. Now the tide turned sour as the hyena, dressed in simple leggings, a loincloth and a jerkin, stood ready to behead both the fox and the marten with one masterful motion. The pine marten's wild gaze vanished in an instant, scowling at the hyena with all the venom of a den of adders. He loosened his grip and extracted his claws from the fox's arm, like one might unsheath a hidden blade. "'He is my kin! I'll have you know!' the marten bit his lip, yanking his arm away from his hostage with an almighty shriek. "'Ah!' Cuvelli had sunk his tiny fangs into the elderly marten's paw, piercing the sinew-like fur and leathery flesh until his tongue was tinged with the sweet tang of blood. He let out a defiant growl as the marten tried to shake the little fox loose, only causing Cuvelli to bite harder. "'Some fierce kin you have. Doesn't even share your species.' the hyena commented, and Cuvelli could swear he chuckled before rushing headfirst into the fray. There was a storm of paw steps as the hyena thrust his weight behind his shoulder and crashed against the elderly marten. The three of them were sent sprawling into the mud, little Cuvelli caught between the bony frame of the marten that poked into his spine and the bulk of the hyena that crushed the air from his lungs. "'Let the boy go and I won't need to start removing fingers,' the hyena snarled, sitting up with the handle of his axe pressed against the marten's frail throat." Cuvelli spat out the squirming paw and rolled free from between the two belligerents. He landed shoulder first, his raincloak becoming caked with mud the moment he touched down. Once he was clear, the hyena released the marten, keeping his axe over his shoulder and ready to strike if he made any move to recapture the fox. As Cuvelli scrambled to get behind his saviour, he was relieved to see the marten relent and begin dragging himself back to the grass-covered shelter. Before he rolled over, however, the purveyor of demons pointed a long, scrawny finger at the hyena's forehead. He glared, with a feverish look, at the freshly daubed red clay that formed the image of an eye with a spear through the middle. "'That mark will get you killed one day, warrior!' the marten growled like a feral dog as he rolled over and scampered back to his shelter with his tail between his legs. The inferno that raged in his milky eyes burned itself into Cuvelli, the little fox forcing his face into the hyena's jerkin. "'Where are your ken, child?' the hyena exhaled, rising suddenly to his footpaws and stared down at the little fox. Cuvelli rose from the mud, only standing as tall as the hyena's waist. He craned his neck to return the gaze and saw that the fierce look in the hyena's eyes had vanished, just as quickly as it had appeared. It reminded Cuvelli of how feline eyes would change in the blink of an eye to give little warning to their prey. "'My name is Cuvelli, and I'm with my brother.' The fox huffed between long, panting breaths, taking a step back out of the hyena's shadow. Cuvelli, the hyena's eyebrow rose, tail flicking eagerly. Your brother wouldn't happen to be tall and lanky like a birch. A birch tree? Yeah, he smells bad too, Cuvelli jumped in, knowing exactly what the hyena was going to say. It was how his brother had always introduced himself. In fact, it had become a joke among the Lentavohi. And then it dawned on the little fox. He cocked his head at the hyena and asked, "'How did you—' "'I know your brother, Sakara. He was chased off a cliff by Aurach last fall. I found him and tended to him.' The stranger crouched down to Cuvelli's level, a subtle smile having crept onto the edge of his muzzle. His strange, brush-like tail flicked again. Nothing about the hyena betrayed dishonesty. Was this the friend Sakara had spoken of? Cuvelli opened his mouth to ask, but the hyena took his unexpectedly gentle grip— he grimaced at the oozing wound as he reached into a pouch and produced from it some ragged lengths of leather, which he wrapped tightly around the wound. "'You seem to know what you are doing,' said Cuvelli, 
flinching as the leather was wrapped tighter and tighter. The hyena snickered in return. I'm a warrior. I split skulls for a living. Did your brother not tell you? he asked, and cocked his head back as he finished tending to Cuvelli's wound. After a moment of awkward staring, the hyena rose to his footpaws, continuing to explain. Your brother wouldn't stop talking about you. I almost cut his tongue out. He let out a hearty chuckle this time, patting the little fox on the shoulder. Then his eyes seemed to narrow on something behind the little fox. Speaking of, keep that wound hidden unless you want your big brother to go nuts, he said, gently tugging on Cuvelli's raincloak until he turned to face. Connor, you came, exclaimed the warm, familiar voice of Sakara, filling Cuvelli with a warm sense of elation. Where did you find he was being held by some old fool? I saw fit to rescue the little troublemaker. Connor parried the question swiftly, giving Cuvelli a little push towards his brother. If it wasn't for holding on to Pekka, the older fox looked as though he would have leapt upon the little fox and suffocated him with hugs and affection. Cuvelli felt as though he could have done the same and trudged over to his older brother, latching himself to the older fox's waist and burying his face in the scruff. Sakara hugged the little fox back and turned his attention to the hyena. It's good to see you again, he beamed, offering to let Connor in on the cuddling. It's nice to see you too, fox. Connor bowed his head politely his smile widening, but declined the offer of a hug. Instead, the now wary-looking hyena stepped forward and put a paw on Sakara's shoulder, asking after his health. "'I found us somewhere to stay tonight, and a few reindeer sausages for dinner,' Sakara stated proudly, ruffling his little brother's head fur. Cuvelli couldn't help but salivate at the thought of it, some much-needed good news after such an exhausting day. "'You're welcome to join us, Connor.' "'I'm afraid I have something to attend tonight. Perhaps we can walk and talk?' Connor folded his arms as an eyebrow rose, his smile faded slightly. "'Please, at least let us host you as our guest at the summer camp,' Sakara begged, smirking as he put on an exaggerated display, his ears pinned back and his tail tucked. He even stuck his nose right into Connor's muzzle, like a sorry wolf. The closeness only elicited a half-hearted growl from Connor. "'Okay, tomorrow, after I've taken care of work, I will spend some time with you,' the hyena relented firmly pushing Sakara's nose out of his face and letting out a sigh. "'Thank you, my friend,' Sakara exhaled, clearly relieved at the compromise. He then looked to Cuvelli and flicked his head. "'Come on, I'll show you where we'll rest tonight.' Cuvelli chuckled and nodded, rubbing his belly in anticipation for the piping hot reindeer sausage that awaited him, but he did not follow immediately. Cuvelli watched and waited until his brother was out of earshot. "'He likes you,' Cuvelli giggled, looking back over his shoulder at the hyena. Too much, I think, Connor huffed. His wide smile faded back into a subtle smirk as he stared down at his footpaws. He kicked the mud idly, fiddling with his fingers. He seemed eager to get away. I like you too, was all Cuvelli could say. His smile faded at the sight of the glum hyena. In return, Connor glanced up, and for a brief moment his stern face broke, and he chuckled quietly to himself. Go on, before you get in trouble again, he ordered with suppressed cheer as he stepped forward and urged Cuvelli to follow his older brother. The little fox smiled back cheekily, then disappeared back into the bustling trade meet. This was Spring Rain by Sakara Fox, read for you by Kaki, your faithful fireside companion. You can find more stories on the web at thevoice.dog or find the show wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to The Voice of Dog.